Hello, I'm Patrick Chavis, and you're listening to OCR Podcast number eight. And today I am here with the creators of Claudio's Quest, which Claudio Quest, which will actually be playing at the Chance Theater pretty soon. And it's uh, there, there's it's uh, directed and it was written by Marshall Paylette, also written by Drew for uh, for Norola, who's also on the podcast with us. And it, it is also we have also uh, the choreographers also on the on the line with us with uh, Max Reed. So um, tell me a little bit about the sh- uh, uh, before you tell me a little bit about the show. Um, what's great about this? Uh, I literally get to start to see one of Marshall's shows uh, about more than a year ago. It was called um, Loch Ness. It was a uh, a fun, really engaging show. Really, really wonderful show. Actually, my wife actually we got to review it, and it was one of those rare occasions where she reviewed the show and she loved the show so much she got her own money and actually paid to see the show again. She, I, she, I, she, so she loved, she loved the show. She thought it was great. Um, it was on the top of our list. We, we have a magazine and we, uh, placed it as the top show of the year for 2015. Just such a great show. Um, this, this, from the sets to the actors and the music. So, um, we're really excited to see this, uh, this next show. It was, um, because, um, from our first experience, uh, it was such an amazing show. Tell us a little bit about Claudio's Quest. How is it, how is it different than Loch Ness? Well, first of all, thank you so much. I feel like I need to, um, after this podcast comes out, I'll just have it on my phone and just, and just play that introduction every time that I'm feeling sad. <laughs> just listen to talk about Loch Ness. Because <laughs> um, uh, thank you. I'm glad that you and your wife enjoyed it so much. Um, it certainly was a, a special show for me and, and my collaborators on, on that one. Um, so... You know, this show, Claudio Quest, is um, it's a it's a video game musical. So it asks the question, um, uh, or, or I should say, answers the question that no one ever asks, which is, what is it must it feel like to be a video game character? So we have these two eight bit video game characters, uh, Super Claudio and Super Luis, who are brothers, going on this epic quest to save the princess, and the audience is actually taken inside of this video game and gets see what the video game is like from their perspective. Um, and, and much in the same way that, or in a similar way that Loch Ness kind of humanized this 7,000-year-old sea monster, Claudio Quest is about humanizing these 8-bit, you know, style video game characters um, and bringing humanity to them, you know, using this two-dimensional medium to explore three-dimensionality. That's really our goal with the production. Um, Although our first goal is just to have a lot of fun and have the audience have a lot of fun going on this epic video game quest. Um, so it's you guys picked video games for this theme of this show. Um, what, what was uh, where, where where did the inspiration? Why video games? Um, did did Wreck It Ralph have anything to do with it? I know that was a really popular <laughs> thing that came out, and that was a, a video game story. Of course, it wasn't a musical, uh, and it was a film, but. Um, what was the progression? Why why video games this time? Uh, Wreck-It Ralph is a beautiful film that uh, that came in came about uh, sort of right in the middle of the development process of this musical, and uh, we were sort of very pleased to see uh, since we had a, a a project in a in a similar space, we were very pleased to see how well received that movie was. Um, video game characters uh, provide a really interesting uh, entry point for theater because we know so much about them in their uh, in, in a specific two-dimensional way. And 
the chance to open up their world and, and look behind. We have an entry point as an audience for what they are. We think we know what they are. And then the challenge of how to realize that through writing and design and acting in three-dimensional space and, uh, and in sort of a deeper emotional context really got us excited. Nice. All right. Um, so as far as this is a video game, this is a video game. Video games already are very, um, so uh, they're very no, well known for like video game music. People get so up, up and excited about video game music. I think I remember like the, some of them are iconic, like uh, Mortal Kombat. Everyone kind of knows that theme. You know, it's it really gets in. So when you're approaching a video game musical, what style of music do you go for? What 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 is going to translate the best for a music a musical? And how did you guys approach the music? I would describe it as eight bit synth meets rock and roll. Um, it's 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 pretty epic. Um, I uh, <laughs> you know a lot of the um, songs when we were originally um, composing them, we drew on inspiration from famous video game themes throughout history, and so those who are avid video game fans will find some Easter egg planted throughout. Um, but the evolution, you know, the, as the show goes on, our characters are evolving from these kind of two-dimensional characters to these three-dimensional characters in the same way um, Max's movement evolves from physically two-dimensional to three-dimensional, in the same way our music over the course of the show um, evolves uh, from heavy synthesizers, heavy 8-bit sounds into something that sounds much more like a rock and roll score as the show goes on, as all of these characters are kind of growing up and gaining awareness. Um, also, as long as we're talking about gaining awareness, we kind of track through the evolution of video games as the show goes on. It starts off our first gameplay sequence. It's very much a side scroller. He's moving from the, the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen. And then uh, we introduce three dimensions, so they're moving up and down. And then we introduce multiplayer, and then we introduce racing. And so as the show goes on and these characters are evolving, everything around them is evolving, including the movement and the music and the staging and the set. So um, it's, a, it's a pretty wild ride. Um, and certainly people who love video games will find a lot that's there for them. And people who don't know video games at all, um, our hope is that they will relate to the story and care about the characters just as much as the next person. So now that we, I've got a I kind of idea of the music and stuff like that. Where does the, so where does when it when it comes to the actual choreography, the dance and the movement and stuff like that? How does how did how did that how did that um, kind of originate for this for this story? Well, that was actually the fun challenge of the entire piece for me is taking something that we've only seen, you know, side school or video games. There's not a lot of depth to what you're looking at. It's, you're either looking straight ahead or you're looking side, the character would be. So I got to play with a lot of isolation of movement and sort of eliminating directions of focus that I would usually have uh, access to as a choreographer from the start. And what's fun about that is it means that I get to take something that is primarily musical theater and play with urban themes, things like popping and locking and animation, which is sort of game to take a three-dimensional body and make it look 2D. And... Over the course of the show, like the music grows and as the characters grow, I get to grow from picking things that are usually side scrolling straight forward or you know only ninety degree angles and straight straight ahead, and start building into more round movement. Start getting the 
characters to start facing angles and walking in different directions and really showed their their growth as characters as the entire thing you know, un- unfolds and as their journey unfolds, the movement gets more complicated. And I enjoyed that. And it, it was a fun exercise to really have the story or have the movement right rooted in the story. So uh, I, we saw we saw we saw Loch Ness. Um, I I didn't see some. I haven't seen some of your other shows. But it seems that you write and you like to direct. Do you, is that always something you always do? You're always you write it and you always have to you always direct it, or or is it just a coincidence that you've you've written and directed both of these shows? Um, I don't I don't like to you know direct all of the shows that are right on principle. It just you know if I happen to be the right director for the project. Um, then, you know, I'm, I'm on board. Certainly, I really love writing and I really love directing, so if I get to do both at the same time, then I'm uh, really, really liking it. Um, <laughs> uh, so, no, I don't think I'm principle is something that I always do, but I, I certainly have done a lot of it, and um, I, I certainly like doing it, and um, if people think I do, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I like, I like doing it, but um, I don't have to now. What's the, what's the, what's your guys' process as far as preparing for a big show like this uh, uh like last um uh, last time you got um what really stood out in, in in Loch Ness is that you had a moving stage um going on and that was that that really caught the audience's attention it was something that completely almost took up half it seemed like almost half of the the space there um is there anything like that at, in Claudio's quest that people can expect so with Loch Ness we had a giant moving set piece um, which was pretty cool, especially the first time that it moved. It was this giant moving bridge over the tank. Um, for Claudio Quest, <laughs> we have nine giant moving set pieces. <laughs> that, um, <laughs> giant platforms that uh, scroll rapidly back and forth across the stage. Um, you actually can't, in many situations, the actors can't enter the stage unless they're on top of a platform or climbing over a platform because the platforms are, are so massive and um, all-encompassing. But, uh, you know, we spent a lot of time working out platform math, hours and hours and hours and hours, spending, you know, which platform is where and when and how. And, um, you know, we've, we've had three previews at this point, um, three performances in front of audiences, and it's been pretty remarkable watching these actors um, who, are, who are moving all of these platforms manually. You know, nothing's automated. It's not like the stage manager presses the button, go, and everything just moves. Everything is pushed by the actors and manipulated by them. And it's this really, really well-oiled machine. Um, you hardly can tell how much effort is going into it because they're so choreographed. They're so practiced. They have been so dedicated um, that it just looks like this smooth, effortless, um, it looks like a, it looks like an 8-bit video game, you know, you're, you stand in the middle and you, and you walk forward and these giant landscapes, they scroll past you and you go over them, climb over them, and we were able to achieve that on the stage, so I think the audience is, is if they're looking for some really cool set stuff, then, then we certainly have a lot to offer. As far as, um... It seems from from the from the outside, and uh, and I can't say anything because I haven't seen the show. But it seems like it seems like a very approachable material. But um, but um, how how do you think um, when people come after people come out of this? Um, is there a lot to think about with a show like this, or is it more just 
just to have a good time and just remember the 80s or or wherever wherever uh, I don't know I think I'm guessing because it's 2D you're taking most of your inspiration from 80s video video games from the 80s or maybe early 90s what well, what what's going on Yeah main, mainly uh it has the, the feel of uh, a sort of late 80s game and uh and certainly our first priority is the is the people leave having had a good time but uh but I think we also do our best to slip in some things to think about and uh, if we've done our job well we really connect to the characters by the end of the piece and uh, are really invested in their emotional journey as well as just the, the fun of the world and they also have a fun philosophical journey um, in the same way that Loch Ness in this fun you know family show is able to ask questions about you know loss and um, and uncertainty um, this show, Claudio Quest, asks questions, you know, these characters are dealing with things that we deal with every day, like there's this whole thing about what happens when you get a game over, what happens when you run out of lives, what happens when you're stuck in a world where you feel like you're not sure if you have control over your own actions, you're not <laughs> sure if there's someone out there who is, you know, uh, kind of controlling your world, which of course in their case is true, and our case is, is unknowable. Um, so these characters are dealing with a lot of the same things that we're dealing with, and so we slipped some really, really cool um, uh, philosophical moments into the show that hopefully give people a lot to think about while they're also having, you know, a great time, which is the primary goal. From New York, most of you guys, right? Uh, the three of us are, um, but the rest of the creative team is from California, and all the actors are from Orange County in L.A., um, and, and I'm basically an honorary member of, of California now. I met my fiance at this theater, and her family lives in the area, so um, I'm, I'm basically an honorary uh, Fullertonian at this point. Um, oh, you so, answered my question. You, uh, really you know, there's my... a couple of us from New York, but it, it really does feel like a, you know, like all chance shows, a uniquely Orange Countyan um, production. Yeah, besides, besides, now that you just told me, besides your fiance, because uh, my next question was going to be, so what, why, uh, why, why Orange County? What about the chance makes you want to keep coming back um, instead of doing your shows in New York, where where you people think New York, people think Broadway, people think theater? Um, what what's what's bringing you back to Orange County? Um, well, you know, predominantly it's the theater, it's the chance. Um, those people have really become a family to me, in some cases, literally, because <laughs> I did meet my fiance here, and uh, I met two of her cousins who are both in the show, and now one of my cousins, who I introduced to the Chance Theater, is in the show, so it's a big family affair. Um, but the uh, the artistic director on and his staff have been so supportive to me. Now it's been, you know, this is my fourth year um, at the Chance Theater, uh, or maybe my fifth year at the Chance Theater. Um, they've been so supportive. They, every time I have a show in New York, they come out and see it. Um, they've helped me develop shows that I didn't even ever have productions at the Chance Theater. Um, they've uh, just been so wonderful. And and I've come to love the, the Orange County audience, too. I mean, um, there's a stereotype um, in New York of, of Orange County as like a very, very buttoned-up conservative place, but... Um, from what I've seen, you know, the, the people in Orange County are hungry for new, challenging theater. 
Um, certainly everything that I've, I've ever done has, you know, the West Coast premieres or world premieres or at the Chant Theater. It's just brand new, not branded stuff. And the audience is voracious for it. They're, um, they're hungry for new stuff. They're uh, excited to be part of the development process. Um, so I don't know. I mean, the Orange County audience is wonderful. Um, the Anaheim Hills audience is wonderful. The Chance Theater is just a dream. And it's only like two minutes away from the nearest sky, the nearest sky zone. So like that's reason unto itself. Um, <laughs> whenever we're stressed out we can go to the, the trampoline park uh but no i mean it's uh it's great man i, I love coming out here i i would do it again in a heartbeat if they uh, invited me and i'm sure drew and max feel the same way all right well it's claudio quest at chance theater and uh we're already in previews and we run through the end of february we hope we'll see you out